Boom. Here we go, Dave. What's up, man? What's up? <laughs> Welcome to the Madcast Podcast. Oh, can you guys hear me? Yes, we can hear you. <laughs> We're doing it, man. The, the Madcast Podcast Blizzard Edition. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, this Blizzard is what, like the 50 year storm that Bodie would talk about in Point Break. <laughs> And then we go back to Point Break. <laughs> oh, man. The 50-year storm looking for the ultimate ride. That's right. We got Keone. Keone's right. back on the pod. What's up, man? Hey, Keone. What's up? What's going on, fellas? Uh, well, let's tell you what's going on. Uh, right now, we're in the middle of the Austin 2021 or Texas blizzard. And... Uh, yeah, that- the whole state, yeah. Exactly. The whole state of Texas is kind of frozen right now. So uh, we we literally, our podcast has reached the globe. So we've gotten hit in Pakistan. We've gotten hit in, you know, Afghanistan, all the other countries. Egypt is one of them. But here in the States, wow. uh, right now, currently, Texas is frozen. So Texas is closed. This is completely unheard of. Uh, we have no power. Some of us have no water. Dave, you have no power or water. And uh, yeah. I have no power or water, and which tells kind of gives you kind of a backstory of what we're doing right now because I'm in Keone's kitchen or his uh, dining room. <laughs> yes, sir. And we're podcasting. Okay. Dave, you're actually phoning in from your house right now. And, yeah. You know, we kind of just wanted to throw this podcast out to kind of give our our kind of story and what's exactly going on. Like you said, the whole nation right now is cold, but Texas is being the one I think is affected the most. Uh, because yeah. most of us are without power or water. So, yeah, man, how are you holding well, Russell, up? And, and uh, we're good. Like we're making things do. You know, no water. We've been uh, we've been uh, collecting snow and ice. And uh, when we have power, because the power comes on and goes off and on and off, we've been lucky with that. Because I've heard of some people that haven't had power for like two or three days. Right. Um, but lucky for us in our neighborhood, and I, I live a block. I live two houses from my brother, and like a block away from my mom and so i can check on her and check check on mike and so we kind of have that and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about how the communities come together in a sec but um it's it's just been really you know we've been making do when the power's on you know we cook we boil some snow and put it in the bathtub so that we can flush toilets or whatever and um you know we go from there uh, yeah, I, I kind of completely in the same boat. Uh, you know, we were doing just fine all the way up until uh, what's today now? Today's Wednesday. Uh, we were doing good until yesterday morning, Tuesday morning <laughs> around. <laughs> exactly. It, it's we have no idea anymore. We haven't been at work. We've been doing our best, but Tuesday morning rolls <laughs> around, and uh, our daughter wakes us up and goes, "Hey, uh, you know, again, first world country here." Our daughter walks over and goes, uh, "Mommy, Daddy, I can't turn on my light, and Google won't work." <laughs> <laughs> so she couldn't control the Google <laughs> and I'm like, Oh boy. So, you know, again, instead of checking for power, I go, Hey Google and there's silence. So yeah. there's already a sign that nothing's working and lo and behold, you know, our power is completely out. So we start kind of wondering, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And, you know, we start thinking about where we, we can go. Uh, her family lives an hour South, um, an hour, no, three hours South to us down in Bay city. So we reached out to the Spanglers, um, another CrossFit family that we know of, and they had power, they had water, and they were so gracious to open up their home. So they live right upstairs to the Subiono, or downstairs, the Subionos, or how is it? No, you guys live. 
You guys live downstairs. Yep. The yeah. Spanglers live upstairs. The Subionos live downstairs. So <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we're taking over. We're taking over this complex. Uh, <laughs> pretty much. So they welcomed nice. us in, and we've been here. That's um, good. You know, staying warm. We have water. Like I said, we have electricity. We have internet. That's why we're doing the pod right now uh, via Zoom. And we've been kind of shacking up and just kind of jumping house to house to let the yeah. kids play. Um, the kids are having the time of their life, but the parents were trying to make do. Uh, Keone is over here working. He's getting stuff ready for transform. Uh, so if you're not uh, apt to transform, he's going to have a lot more to talk about on that. Yep, March 1st. March 1st, we are launching That's season 28 of the Transform Challenge. That's right. Yeah, so, that's going to be awesome. It that is, is going to be so freaking awesome. Yeah, so people, you know, people need to... In a survival situation, what's always been funny is uh, nutrition, alcohol intake, food intake, you know, <laughs> logging yeah. your food, all of that goes out the window during a survival <laughs> yeah. situation. And uh, in Hawaii, every now and then we get a tsunami threat. So if you guys can remember a few years back when there's a big, there was a big earthquake in Japan, um, there was a tsunami threat of a tsunami coming across the Pacific Ocean to hit Hawaii. And, uh, you know, and, and back then we we're in the middle of, you know, of course, we're in the middle of a season of transform. So everybody's watching uh, the waterline recede and uh, nutrition and everything goes out the window. Everybody's just basically in survival mode. Yeah. So same thing here in uh, during the, the Texas blizzard. So uh, it's OK. Let everybody, you know, put on a few extra pounds during the during the snow and March 1st, March then 1st. Sign up for uh transform yes right march, march 1st we're going hard for 12 weeks 84 days and uh we're gonna pull off some sick transformation just in time for the texas heat in the summer i mean thank god i thank god <laughs> i'll tell you this guys like i've russell you're kind of used to this growing up in cal <laughs> in uh colorado you know you've been around the cold and stuff yeah. like that i've i've been here my whole life in central texas and i can remember I mean, you know, we get a little bit of snow once every like 10 years. And um, I can remember being a kid. I want to say I was maybe a junior in high school or a sophomore. And it snowed for like two or three days. And that was the last time I had ever seen it snow that much. Right. Um, but at that time, of course, we didn't have Internet. <laughs> if we right. didn't have that sort of stuff. I want to say it was like 19, I don't know, 88 or 89 or something like that. And um and I've never seen anything like this in my wow. whole life and, here and in Texas. That's what they're saying. Where the state is has yeah. it, and and you know, a lot of people up north are like, "Oh, you can't handle a snowstorm." I'm like, "No, but you know, we can handle tornadoes and hurricanes, and you know, a month of hundred plus degree weather." And it, and it's so true. Um, I mean, this is definitely something that I'm accustomed to. Uh, I've been through at least two to three blizzards living in Colorado. Uh, but the thing about the blizzards is we knew it was coming, and also the, the state is prepped for that. So we have the streets that are going to get either de-iced or sanded, um, and, and we're going to have snow plows coming through getting rid of the snow uh, so that we, we were at least able to get to the grocery stores safely and get what we need for the blizzard. Not to mention, you know, yeah. the heating elements are, are all, and the, and the pipes are adjusted to that type of extreme cold. So even in blizzards, we typically have electricity. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes trees will fall on, which we're experiencing here, but we typically have heat and electricity. So we're usually, in my experience of blizzards, we're usually just cooking everything in the food, in our refrigerator, and we're getting drunk. So, 
So it's a yeah. big difference yeah. in this blizzard compared to what I was apt to then because back then I was single and had a roommate or something and we'd just drink and have a good head party. Right. So in this blizzard, it's been a completely different uh, change because instead of just me fending for myself, I'm fending for my wife, I'm fending for our daughter. So right. my survival mode isn't just, hey, I can party. It's more of a how do we make the situation as fun as possible for our four-year-old? And again, right. coming together with this community, with the Subionos having kids, the Spanglers having two little girls, huge deal. it's a huge deal because though my wife has yeah. really been stressed out through this, uh, our daughter has not uh, blinked an eye or batted an eye or sad eye. She's just been having a blast with her friends. And that's been the most fun to see is that, yeah, we're kind of, you know, bearing the elements, we're bearing what we have, but... Uh, again, we come together as a community, as a family, and we're having and doing the best we can. I know, Dave, you you just alluded to that you guys haven't had power, but you also said too that you guys have really kind of come together, and your kids have come out, you know, and and been with you, helping you gather water and kind of yeah. take care of stuff, right? Yeah. Dave is uh, Cheyenne with you it's at the house. Cool. No, and so I'll tell you this: I was I was going to ask you about your apartment complex because at her complex. Um, uh, they've had multiple pipes bust in the walls and she actually had water two days ago. She had water like coming in through her ceiling from a pipe that busts upstairs. Oh my and, gosh. Um, they had to turn all the water off and she, she kind of stuck in there and I try to get her to, you know, her roommates there and, um, and they're, they're just hanging out. I think her boyfriend's there. And so they're all just hanging out there, you know? And um, I, I, I'm worried more for her about food because right. her power's been going on and off, but I think she's running low on food. She's like, I've got some frozen dinners and some bagels, and I think they're trying to venture out to, uh, to see if um, that the local HEB is open or whatever. Ours was open for a little bit yesterday. Uh, went out there, and there was a line out and around the back. <laughs> so it was crazy. Yeah, uh, and that's the thing. Like we rely so much on HEB <laughs> as Texans. HEB yeah. is the staple of uh, the Texas, uh, basically the staple of Texas for groceries. You go to HEB, especially down here in the South. I, I don't know that HEB is not in Dallas, but uh, you know that's the thing we like rely on HEB. And HEB has been really kind of good because they've opened up, but they've also been smart too to not uh, endanger their employees on the road. So they've been actually taking some time off and right. you know, staying closed through all this because. The roads either they'll get really wet, then they ice over, and then we get another blanket. We had two blankets of snow come down, so you know yeah. that's just kind of what we're doing. So it's good and bad, you know, because some of us need food, but yet we gotta keep our our Texans safe. So I think it's it's good uh, that they've been taking yeah. some time off. But we went to another grocery store as of well, yesterday. You were, What's up? You had to, I had to go to. There's this little uh, market right around the corner, and I had to go to there because I mean. I, it probably would have taken two hours just to get inside HEB. And luckily, you know, there's a few little markets around, and I, I ran over there to grab some water and stuff like that, supplies, stuff for my mom. And um, and so uh, that was, I mean, it still took, we waited about 40 minutes to uh, check out, but uh, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Um, and uh, you had talked about snow plows. I saw a video. I have some, I have some of my clients live out in Lago. And if you don't know about Lago, it's very hilly, Texas Hill Country. There's a lot of big ups and downs. And um, and they, they had a, I don't know what you call it, but it's one of those giant tractors that digs holes in the ground, like a digging machine. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it was trying to break up the ice. 
and I, and in the video, you can probably look it up on Facebook and find it. This gigantic tractor just starts sliding down this hill Whoa. <laughs> in uh, in Lago because, like like you said, we don't have enough salt or stuff like that for the roads because I mean this has never happened. Right. <laughs> you know. Well, and, and you keep talking about hills and whatnot. So our gym at CrossFit 2222, if you're coming up uh, 2222, there's a huge hill that you have to get up. And, one. Yeah. yeah, and I, that hill we've seen is completely like closed. Like nobody can get up that hill, nor would you want to go down it. But we've actually seen video of people snowboarding down that hill. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, you take the good with the bad. And yeah, it's dangerous to be driving on that. But apparently it's not so dangerous to go snowboarding. <laughs> yeah, I saw that so, video. Did yeah. you see snow that? Yep, snowboarding and skiing down, down 2222 down the hill yeah so i mean us texans we're, we're making the best right? of it <laughs> but um i mean you know we're all making do and, and let's just kind of talk about uh, as texans as a community um what we're doing for each other again i can't thank the spanglers enough i can't thank the subionos enough for bringing us in uh but we also have other gym patrons dave you mentioned that in a, in a quick brief phone call yeah. before we started recording that there's other um crossfitters and all the uh, part of our community actually former guests on the podcast like uh, the gregory's Lindsay yeah. and uh, brian gregory where are they and how are they doing right now so they actually their power went out right away and so they ended up i don't know i'm i like i said what today wednesday um yeah. whatever the first day was maybe it was sunday was the first day when it was started to get bad yeah um they went over to to greg metter's house and greg's been a guest on the podcast and he's got some room at his house and he was a he over was like you don't have power come on over and then I think I think Kristen's over there. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I know uh, they, I'm calling Greg's place Hotel Gregory because you know <laughs> Lindsay and Brian Gregory are there, and Greg's there. So they're all at Casa Gregory, and uh, I saw a video of them doing some uh, some sledding and stuff yesterday. But I do know that they they ran out of water today. Uh, they said their water got shut off today. Um, and then I know that, uh, Lamise and Kyle are over at Lamise's parents' house kind of taking care of them. And so there's a lot of, there's a lot of little pockets of people taking care of each other. And I mean, it's pretty awesome community. I was, it was great to see, like, I saw that picture of you hanging out with, uh, Keone and his family. And I, I just think that's awesome that you guys are all there together. You know, it's a, it's a big deal. It really is. I think it just speaks volume for not only our community, but, you know, just the camaraderie that we have. And, you know, it, it's kind of a thing. Dave, you know this because you were born down here. It's kind of a Texan way of living. You know, we help we help our neighbors, you know, and that's just kind of the way we are. We're very open. We're welcoming. We're friendly. Uh, we see somebody in need, especially a fellow Texan, you know, or anybody really in our neighborhood uh, will lend a helping hand. And, you know, through all this, yeah, it sucks. There's a lot of people that are, you know, having misfortunes right now with pipes bursting and running out of water or, you know, being cold. But for the most part, from what I've been seeing, you know, especially within our community is that we've been helping each other out tremendously. Uh, and I love hearing that about, you know, the Gregory's, you know, all of them being together, yeah. Lamise, Kyle, especially helping out uh, their, their family. I know Lamise is very close with her mom and dad. And then your mom is, you know, she needs as much help, but you guys are all kind of close together in a community. So yeah. that's awesome. I think that's really a, a big testament. Yeah. So uh, again, you're on the pod, Keanu, and thank you so much for, for letting me be here. <laughs> Do you guys know what part of Texas got hit hardest? 
You know, uh, no, I don't know what who got hit the hardest, other than the the state. <laughs> I think the state got hit hardest. I mean, yeah. a lot of the country is kind of poking and, and, and pointing and laughing at us because we're Texans, so we don't know what to do in this situation. But right. what they don't understand is that you know we just don't prepare our our buildings are more our housing structures are more built to withstand heat <laughs> you know yeah, uh, that's right you know we're not really built to uh, withstand the cold which is why we're ha people are wondering well why is your your water being shut off well it's because we got to stop the flow of, you know the water because it's freezing yeah. you know pipes are exploding yeah. and bursting and we're having more flooding and more damage uh the electricity uh, that's another story in itself. Uh, people have their pros and cons about Texas because, again, Texas is on its own power uh, network. We're not like the West yeah. and the South and the East of the country. Texas is its own has its own power network. It's so, on its own grid. Exactly. Is that a so is that a is that a benefit for Texas in a situation like this or not? It's a benefit, and, and again, we're gonna we can get potentially political on this because it's a benefit because this is why our taxes are so low. You know, okay, and that's it. why. Yeah. But we can also kind of look at the situation and go, well, maybe we would be willing to pay a few extra dollars to get our heat running or, you know, our electricity going. Um, so it's give or take. Well, that's kind of a weird situation if you think about it, because, I mean, we're talking about like this event that's happened once. I mean, every 30 I, years. Like I said, in my lifetime, and I'm 50, it's never happened before, you know. And so if you say it happens once every 50 years, you know, so then it becomes like, do you, do you prepare for something, you know, you that hasn't happened before? I don't know. You're right. that It becomes a big political thing. And I know that if you, and you know this too, Russell, like uh, um, I drove to Colorado back in June yeah. when we drove through, we drove through, you know, the Lubbock area. There's all those, uh, the wind turbine and that stuff. And I had read stuff about them freezing up <laughs> and all that. So, you know, like you start to lose some of that uh, that that power that's on your own grid, you know, and maybe it's something they should set up uh, sort of a, a better backup system, you know. Right. I mean, the wind farms, we have a ton of wind farms here in Texas, uh, which is a benefit. It gives us our electricity. However, they, the engineering of it may or may not be as good as we think it is because, like you just said, we're freezing up. Our, our wind turbines, right. our windmills are freezing up through the cold wind and, and air and the water. So good and bad. Um, I, I was talking with my wife, and I'm like, you know, we live right next to a dam um, over off Lake Travis, and I know that's a, a energy generator, so I'm just kind of curious on why that hasn't provided a little bit more energy for us. But again, I'm no engineer. I don't know uh, the ins and outs of why uh, yeah. we can and cannot have power or water. Um, but I think, you know, I think our biggest uh, benefit being with you guys, the Spanglers and the Subionos here, Keani, is that you guys live next to a fire station. So I think as long as you live closest to uh, emergency resource, they have to have power. So I think they're on their own yeah. energy grid for them to have power to save lives. So the fact that you live right next door to a fire station is probably why we still have electricity running water. That's just a theory of mine. So I, I yeah, well, um, I texted with Aaron Medina to see how he was doing and if he had power. And he said, we're on the same grid as the hospital. So they, we, we, we haven't been shut down at all. Oh, okay. And so I think as long as, like if they're having to do rolling blackouts, and I did hear a tiny bit of a little news conference this morning, and they were just talking about what happened was um, they were close to, I want to say it was, I can't remember, Sunday or Monday, they were close to a catastrophic shutdown. And if they have a catastrophic shutdown, they said they can't just turn it back on. 
And so what they had to do was start having these rolling blackouts so that they can, you know, make sure they don't hit that catastrophic issue or whatever. I gotcha. But that's, that's what I heard. I don't know. But it was good to hear, like, Aaron say, like, hey, we're on the same grid as the hospital. So because I know he has his mom and his grandma and that sort of stuff. Right. So, you know, that was a, that was another good thing to hear. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, another really cool thing is the fact that, again, we go back to being CrossFitters and athletes and, and wanting to try to work out. Uh, we've all kind of been doing our own in-home workout uh as as CrossFit 2222 and Cedar Park uh, come together, a lot of our patrons are still like, yeah. how are we going to do this? And we've figured out ways through modern technology as best we can. And we've been using Zoom. Uh, and we've been coaching every day, a couple classes. And we've had a lot, more than a, um, more than a few, join on to Zoom to do uh, workouts. Yeah. And we've been doing that since we've it's been kind awesome. of iced in. <laughs> so, yeah, I think... Um, I think uh, we had a big group at the 12.30 class that Elijah coached today. Mm -hmm. uh, 7.30 a.m. Right. has been pretty consistent. People waking up early, hitting that morning workout. Everybody's, eating, everybody's admitting you know, that we're all, eating, we're all eating for survival and eating <laughs> and uh, drinking. And uh, so everybody, sure. everybody wants to get that workout in. And then, Speaking uh, of drinking. Yes, we are all. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the crack open. <laughs> what, are you, what are you drinking, man? <laughs> Um, I picked this up. I think it's a seasonal from uh, New Belgium. Okay. It is called. I picked it up right before Captain Dynamite IPA. Nice. And I'm I'm just drinking my trusty. I had some electric jellyfish. Oh my man! What That's drinking? my favorite electric jellyfish. We are gonna get them to sponsor us one day. I swear. <laughs> yeah, I, I finished it though. Um, I finished I'm, it. I, I'm I'm trying to get some electric jelly. You know that's expensive. I paid nineteen dollars for a four pack. Oh, it's so expensive. It's so good though. Uh, I, I'm drinking my last of my El Segundo Steve Austin Broken Skull IPA right now. So uh, oh nice. I had to have my last oh, it's one. So good. That and, stuff is good. This is pretty good. Kiani, what are you drinking right now? Because you've been kind of jingling around with the ice. Yeah, since I moved to Texas, I've been inspired by a handful of bourbon bourbon drinkers. So I just closed out this bottle of uh, Knob Creek. My man. So, um, and then I'll move on to Aaron Kerr gave me this massive bottle. It is, this thing's got to be, it's basically a gallon, I'd say, <laughs> of Weller. This is a gallon of oh, Weller Kentucky yeah, straight like bourbon whiskey. I got it from Aaron Kerr for Christmas. Yeah, it's pretty much. That's awesome. It's basically kind of. But <laughs> this is kind of like my first. Well, no, I drank a, 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 a apple bourbon last night while we watched Mandalorian at the Spanglers. So, I mean, we're oh, finding nice. ways to entertain ourselves outside of working out. And we're going to touch back. Well, we're going to stay on topic for working out right now because we're doing certain challenges. Um, Kiani, your wife, Rose has implemented a hour on the hour challenge today and that's to do 25 burpees on the hour every hour so uh, wait wait i didn't see that starting when <laughs> started we started at 9 a.m this morning <laughs> oh all right yep. so rose started uh 25 burpees every hour on the hour and a bunch of people have jumped on i'm an hour behind so i have a hundred uh, 50 to go uh, as soon as we get done with this pod i'm probably going to be two hours behind and i'll have to do 75. I could probably do that, but, you know, I mean, I don't go to sleep, so I can go late into the night. Yeah. Well, and it was a joke, too. I said, well, I asked Rose. I said, hey, well, when do we stop? And she goes, when you go to bed. And I said, well, I'm going to bed at 3 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so, but, but we've been having fun with that. And again, we've been uh, advertising it on Facebook and a lot of, uh, we get in a lot of videos from other uh, CrossFitters and, uh, and patrons that are, are participating. We're, we're just finding creative ways to, you know, get through this and work out and be physically fit. If you hear that, the kids just went upstairs. They're about to go crazy. That's awesome. It is awesome. Uh, I um, love hearing that. I really do. <laughs> now, uh, you have... Uh, you have your boys doing workouts right now. All three of your boys are doing workouts, and they have not missed through all this. Am I right? Yeah. So we can't afford we can't afford to miss. Um, well, they they can't afford to miss. <laughs> so um, yeah. So that, that was actually a question I had for Dave as we transition here. Um, we are 22 days out from the CrossFit Open, and yep. we got a we are about to enter into a season that's going to get pretty intense, pretty insane. Because we have a couple of uh, we have a couple of um, we have three teen division athletes and we, yeah. have, a, we have a bunch of uh, masters level athletes. So the mm -hmm. open is in 22 days. It's going to start on March 11th. It'll run three weeks, and it might there might be five events in three weeks. We don't know, but a month after that, on May 6th, the online the age group online qualifier will drop, and then um, our yeah. teens and masters will have about they'll have about five days to finish five events and that event that event the qualifier the age group online qualifier that starts on may 6 that will be that will determine which of our teen division athletes will go to the crossfit games and which of our masters athletes will go to the crossfit games i mean lauren patino in in the masters i mean of course lamise and um, our masters athlete and of course we got chris we got kristen munoz and and who's in the uh, normal in the normal RX yeah. division, the normal Aaron. pro division, and Aaron? We got Aaron Merritt, we got Kaeo, we got Elijah Kaeo, Aaron Merritt in the teens. But it's uh, it, as of you know the week of May six, we will know. We will know who's going to the CrossFit Games. So uh, some questions for Dave was Dave, we're 22 days out from the Open. Um, where is your head at as a coach, uh, looking at these Masters athletes, looking at all of your athletes, of course, going into the Open, but. But, um, you know, we know that Elijah made the CrossFit Games last year. Man, we're 22 days out from the Open. We're two months out from the qualifier. Um, Dave, how excited are you and what's going through your head right now? I mean, I'm stoked. So we've already kind of set up our, our last, like, push before of hard training. Like, it, these, these last couple of weeks and the next couple of weeks are really a lot. It's really a lot of work. And... Okay. Um, if you talk to any of the mad crew, particularly, they'll tell you like, man, it's been hard. It's been a lot of reps. It's been a lot of, and, and we're still maintaining our strength. We're not on the strength cycle, but we're still maintaining. And I'll say this, even over the freeze, I know like, cause I've been texting with Elijah. Um, there's been times I haven't had cell service, but every time I have cell, cell service, I update stuff and try to send it out. Um, and, uh, and it, it's been getting better. Like today I've had cell service all day. So that's a good thing. Uh, but, um, I, uh, I've been in touch with Elijah. I know like they went up to, yeah, you guys went up to 22, 22 when you could. And then now he, I know today they even went into the, the hotel gym or not the hotel, but your apartment gym. And I gave him some stuff he could do on the treadmill. Some like Tabata runs on the treadmill with Tabata burpees and stuff like that. And so we're really trying to ramp up these next couple of weeks. And then that week of the open, we will back off so that they can recover uh, uh, that sort of stuff, but it's, it's been very difficult and we've been redoing a lot of CrossFit games, wads, CrossFit open wads. So it's been good. Uh, lots of volume, 
lots of reps. And so you're hearing about some aches and pains. And so it's really important that everybody gets their mobility. Uh, and I'll say this, that I know that the mad crew hasn't really missed a workout. Like I know, um, uh, even, even I think yesterday, like you guys were stuck at home, uh, for a while and Elijah texted me, they went for a run, they had vests, you know, we kind of conversed a little bit about different things and different ideas of how we could adapt that. Um, and I'll be honest with you. I think one of the reasons that, uh, Kristen and the Gregory's went to Greg's house is because he has a pretty good garage gym setup. Uh, and so I know they did as close to normal programming as they could yesterday. Uh, Chelsea has a good setup in her garage. Um, and so she's been doing that. Lauren has um, a place she can work out. That's about two miles from her house. And she's been trying to make that. She said she was going to try today, but she didn't know how bad the roads were going to be. But uh, uh, I mean, they're, they're all ramping up and getting ready for this. And I'm really excited. It's going to be a new and different open because it's only three weeks. Um, I feel like it's going to be more than one workout a weekend. Like, I think it's going to be a little bit like a qualifier for three weeks. I'm glad it's only three weeks because it's really hard to, to get athletes to be on five Saturdays in a row. Um, that, that's a challenge in and of itself. And uh, if, if we can cut that to three, I'm great with that. Even if it's, say, two, two scoring points, like, you know, a workout in a max or two workouts or whatever. I mean, these guys are ready for the volume. Uh, so we're, we're pushing that the next couple of weeks, getting lungs up, getting all the skills where they can handle some high volume. And uh, you know, I'm pretty excited to see that, how that's going to take place. Uh, and then after the Open, we're going to do a little more uh, – uh, strength and skill because normally historically in the past they've always increased the skill and the and the weight the once they get to online qualifiers and that's when it becomes you know uh, a, a tighter game so to speak the scores are a lot tighter one rep makes a huge difference you know I think I think a lot of our athletes you know like Elijah and and you know uh, Lauren uh, in the open, they're going to, to do really well. It just becomes, they're still going to do well in the qualifier, but it becomes tighter where every rep becomes a little more important because the competition is so much better at that level. Um, and they've changed some rules. You know, I think they're going, they said they were going to go with like a, a 10%, which I feel like is a lot. And I don't know what other surprises they're going to throw at us, but you know, that's what we train for unknown and un unknowable. Dave, uh, I know you ran 17.1 with the Mad Athlete crew. And that, that's a repeat yeah. of an open wad in 2017, the first time they brought out the box jump over, burpee box jump over, the first time they brought out the uh, dumbbell snatch. Uh, what did you yeah. see with your mad athletes? What did you notice? What did you see when they performed um, that wad? So it was cool because that was actually, that was our last day in the gym before the, the snowpocalypse that we we're having. Um, that was uh, Saturday. And it was really, really good. We did a couple of wads before that. Like, uh, we did a wad right before that. And so uh, for them to do that, it was cool because everybody who had done it before PR'd. Some by a minute, some by – I even had somebody – Kat, I think, PR'd by four minutes. Of course, she was brand wow. new to CrossFit at that time. That was one of her first workouts. Um, but it was really cool to see. And some of these times were good. I think Chelsea was like a 10 minute, 10 minutes for that, which, which was pretty awesome. Um, and so uh, that was really a fun workout to watch because it's just so many reps. I mean, it's 150 dumbbell snatches, so, uh, <laughs> it's no joke, uh, but it was a good workout and, you know, hopefully by this Saturday, they'll be up and we can do some more, you know, like I said, they haven't, 
haven't really missed a workout, but they've had to make some adjustments. So it's kind of hard to get that, you know, competitive atmosphere, which really we try to shoot for at least once a week on Saturdays. Um, that was a fun workout. I got some video of that. And it, it was really, really good to watch everybody crush it. And I think, I think um, Elijah and Aaron Merritt did it together. And I, I think Elijah jumped off the box onto the floor like a half second before Aaron Merritt did. They were that close. And so that was a fun one to watch. Wow. What do you think? Let's talk about the Masters athletes for a while. You got Chelsea, you got Lauren, you got Lamise. They were all really high-ranking athletes last year in the Open and the qualifier. Um, what, what's, what's your take on how they'll improve? I mean, Lauren, we're coming off Lauren winning the fittest experience. Yeah. Um, what's, your right, take on, right. what's your take on your Masters athletes this year? So I'm super excited, actually, about all of them. So last year, Chelsea missed the cutoff for the online qualifier by one place. <laughs> she, they take the top 200, and she was 201. Right. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, I'm not even joking. And it was, and it was this, one, this one workout where you had to, the one where you had to do pistols and box jumps, and at the end you had to clean. And uh, you had to clean and jerk, and it was 175. And at that time, she cleaned it three times, but she couldn't jerk it. And at that time, I think her max jerk was like 160. And so uh, she missed it by that. Anyway, now, like just the other day, Saturday, when we were there, she cleaned and jerked 175. Oh, and so, you know, she, nice. she's made huge progress, you know, and, and getting better still. So I'm excited to see how much she jumps up, you know, and she's learning how to play her game. She knows like, hey, I'm really good at this. So I have to crush this type of workout and this one I just have to get as good a score as I can get and so that's going to be fun to see and then Lamise is always good in competition she she is I'm excited she finished last year 31st in the world uh or 31 in the world and um I'm just she's better this year you know uh she was better at fittest if you watched her like yes. she, you know that last workout was heavyweight with those kettlebells and she finished second place and legless rope climbs you know that was a tough skilled workout you can see her improvement. And so um, she is really great at balancing a lot. I mean, everybody has to balance life. You know, Chelsea's a mom. You know, everybody has those issues. Um, uh, but Lamise has a lot going on with her parents and, you know, with different things going on because she's the primary, I guess, caretaker, you know, of, of her parents who are, who are fine, but they're older, you know, and she has to take care of them. So she does a good job balancing that and a full-time job. Uh, I'm excited to see her, especially if they take top 20. She can definitely jump from 31 to top 20. And so I'm super excited about that. I'm yeah. excited about Lauren also because Lauren is a champ. I, I mean, mean she saw her. Just, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No, just like she hasn't missed a workout and like she's doing so much. I think I, I did I see her doing two a days? I don't know. I, I just have seen yeah. her. Yeah, yeah, they all do two a days. Yeah, brother. they do two a days. There you yeah. go. So, so, so one of the game changers for Lauren was because used to you know all the all, most of the Mad crew, at least the the Masters, they work during the day, and so that's why right. the majority of them show up at night. Right. right? But um, uh, and so and it's a lot. Like if you come in, hey, I've worked all day. I've got to work out hard now for about three hours. Um, it, it becomes a challenge on your recovery, on your food. And so if anybody can break it into two a day, then it's, then it's better. And right. um, at, uh, maybe, I don't know, three months ago or four months ago, uh, talking with Lauren, she was like, well, I think I'm just going to start getting up early and try to do at least the back squats. Because at that time, I think our back squats were taking like 45 minutes. And, 
and she started doing that. And now, like, it, that was a game changer for her because she would, at the end of the workout, you know, she would be dropping off just because of food or lack of recovery or something like that. And now, I mean, she's a champ. I mean, I really, uh, I think she's going to do some really great things this year. I'm excited to see that. Yeah, it's a really then, big uh, deal. You know what? I'm excited about Greg. Go ahead. Uh, Greg is Greg just turned 55 like a week wow. or two ago, and um, and he's in the next age group. And so Greg Greg has some great endurance, and you've seen he has great skills. He's got muscle ups, and he's so funny because after 50, they don't make him do muscle ups anymore. And he's like, "Dang, Dave, I wish they would just put some bar muscle ups in there or something." And I was like, "Yeah, that would definitely propel you to the top for sure." Uh, he's getting stronger. He's not going to be one of those guys who deadlifts 500 pounds over 50. Like he's not that guy, but he's got some great endurance and great skills. So I'm really happy to see, you know, what what kind of moves he makes this year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a really big deal that they're taking 20. So for two years, they only took 10 in the teen division and the master's division. And that was rough. That was really rough. I mean, you look at Aaron Merritt, who placed uh, 16 in the qualifier last year. He was in the top 20. Yeah. So if they took the top 20 last year, Aaron Merritt would have been a CrossFit Games athlete last year, even though they canceled because of COVID-19. But the top 20 is important, you know, and I think um, so that's important. Um, you, you open it up for Elijah, you open it up for Aaron Merritt, and you open it up for Kael. They're all in the younger division. Same thing for Lamise, Chelsea, Lauren, uh, Greg Mater, all of them. You open up the top 20, and all of them, they've, they've all got a legitimate shot. They've all got a legitimate shot. It's going to be nuts to see, you know, this year because there could be potent- there potentially could be a handful of athletes out of CrossFit twenty two twenty two Cedar Park. I mean, absolutely, <laughs> and that's going to be awesome that's to what see. I'm, well, that's what I'm hoping. I'm absolutely. hoping we roll in with the team going in there. Yeah, that is going to be awesome, man. So. so I'd like to, you know what, Dave? I'm going to transition a little bit, and and uh, you know, we all know Matt Fraser retired. Um, this is this is this is an interesting thing because now Matt Frazier, uh, did you hear that he's releasing his programming through, uh, is it hybrid athletics? Yeah. So yeah. Dave, um, you know, when you think about programming, um, you've been programming for, you were one of the first coaches to have streamlined your programming with mad, with your mad athletes program. And then up came Invictus, um, you know, misfits, Ben Bergeron with comp train, and you got mayhem athlete, which Froning, And now, now Matt Frazier is going to enter the game and release his programming. You know, Dave, what do you think? Um, you know, now for you as a games level coach that has been training and you've sent games level athletes, you know, you've sent games athletes to the games from the beginning with uh, Nikki and with uh, Derek. I mean, um, what, what do you think? Um, what do you think the landscape looks like now with Matt Fraser releasing his programming? Um, what you know? What do you? Where do you? What do you think about all of the programming out there and and how it compares with Mad Athletes? What are what are your some of, some of your thoughts on that? Um, that's a really good question, actually. Um, and and it's funny because uh, you know we've had that, and I um, I've always felt like uh, obviously I feel like sort of like the underdog coming in because. I mean, we were CrossFit Cedar Park for a long time before we were CrossFit 2222. And if you look at some of these places like Invictus is in San Diego. And, uh, I mean, that's a huge athlete pool right there. And then you look at even Ben Bergeron's in Boston. Like, that's huge athlete pool. And we're in Cedar Park, Texas. Cedar you know, Park. Granted, part of Austin. <laughs> and now, um, so I always felt like, in my mind, it was, I knew I didn't have as many 
athletes, even if you look at CrossFit Central, at one time CrossFit Central had almost a thousand athletes between their boot camps and CrossFit. And and wow. in my mind, I was like, man, I can't imagine having a thousand athletes and you could go and try to get this one. Hey, you need to come and you, I'm going to take you to the games and, you know, that one. But um, I, you know, I had whatever, a hundred to pick yes. from. <laughs> and, uh, and so as we grew, though, I always looked at it as a challenge that I had had to do more with less equipment, less money, less that sort of stuff. And, uh, and I feel like we've done a good job. I think it probably made me work harder. Like I said before, like I don't sleep. I, I'm, I'm constantly, you know, looking stuff up and making sure that, that, that I, I, for each athlete, I have it on the ball. And so, and I can tell you guys this, like the, the way I program is I start with a template and I program from the top down. So I'll, I, I literally start in my mind, um, with the top athlete first, and then I go down and scale it for each athlete. So, um, you know, like somebody like Elijah who can do everything and is strong and we're working on super fine details in movements and workouts, you know, your mindset. Hey, should you go unbroken here? Should you break it up? What's going to give you the best score? You know, how can we make this workout more efficient? Um, that That's a different, you know, even if I start with his level, I have to bring it down. And then let's say I get to somebody that, you know, like Kat, who's been with us for whatever, three months now. Um, and she just got bar muscle ups and she's trying to get her ring muscle ups, but on certain workouts, like she could definitely keep up with, you know, somebody like Elijah or whatever, if it's a lower skill, lower weight workout. So I have to be a cat stronger. So guess what? She gets to do muscle up drills more often. And so then I start to tailor it to each individual. I mean, I really do, but I have the template that you start from, you know, and I, I go from the top down. And so I'm constantly sending, sending like adjustments and things like that. Uh, like somebody like Greg, 55, you know, he can't always hit that same volume and I can't have him back squatting for 45 minutes. And then we're going to do this 40 minute AMRAP. You know what I mean? I have to make some adjustments. Hey, hey, Greg, you're 55 and you're six foot three and your arms are as long as Michael Phelps. I'm not going to have you do a hundred handstand pushups because it's not smart. That's you right. Know? And so we have to make that those adjustments. Absolutely. Um, uh, but I, I think the landscape is just open, and I really think it's time for us. You know, what did Elon Musk put out the other day? Austin's going to be the biggest boom city for 50, and I believe it. We've seen it grow. Absolutely. Um, and so as, as things like our podcast and our athletes get better and, you know, we have different things going on, uh, it, just, it just, you know, I mean, it's funny, Keone, because your Transform program is so amazing and so awesome and has touched so many lives. But also because you're here, I mean, it sheds some light on the Mad Athlete program as well. And so then it just, it, that just grows the brand and, and it shows people, hey, we're doing some different stuff here. Uh, and and it, it, it's fun. I'm excited about it. And, you know, Matt, the funny thing is, uh, if Matt, releases, if Matt released his workout for free. Um, I think there is probably a very small percentage of people that could follow Matt's workout to a T and get the results that he could probably only him, <laughs> maybe right, right. one other person. I think know, it's, that I think it's do that. Yeah. I think it's really cool that I hear, uh, and I've been able to collaborate with you both Dave and Keani because the proof is in the pudding. Um, Keani with your transform, you've been doing it. You're going on, uh, the 38th 
Uh, yeah, right now, March 1st, we're, we're uh, launching season 28. Oh, I'm sorry, of, 28. 28 of Transform. So that means Crazy, you've been man. doing 28 seasons uh, of Transform, which, again, proof is in the pudding. It's not your you know regular bottom of the mill, like, hey, I'm going to help you just lose weight. No, you're transforming them from just not only cutting weight, but putting on muscle. I mean, the proof is with me. It's with my wife. We've been on your Transform program, kind of like not on on in your regular season. We've you guys are on. It. You guys are actually on season twenty seven. Oh, we're on season yeah. twenty seven. So you're so on season. You, you guys are. You guys did season twenty seven. You guys are gonna roll right into season, season twenty eight. So, yep. but I mean, it, it, it's it's true because again, my wife has uh, dropped uh, an amount of weight and she's transformed. She's gotten stronger. Twenty pounds. Yeah, twenty to be pounds. Exact. To, Samantha. To be exact. Samantha's chilling on the couch right there. <laughs> right? She's, she's here to talk she's about her. She's chilling on the couch yeah. right there, and she is 27 yeah. pounds lighter. And, and it's right. crushing it. Exactly. She's crushing it. And it's really funny because through this whole um, wow. you know, uh, snowpocalypse, she's like, I can... Uh, she's fitting in all of her. She's layering up. <laughs> she can wear layers now. She can wear layers, and she's putting on these uh, these jeans that she couldn't wear uh, back before. You know when she was. She pregnant can wear with her, her base layer underneath her jeans there you go so she's layering up she's killing it she's uh absolutely gorgeous and I, i'm in love every single day that i see her and the way i'm seeing her transform again it, it's a testament to what you're what you're feeding us you're feeding us all this great knowledge on top of knowledge you're keeping us holding us accountable we're holding ourselves accountable uh so what you're doing works and then we go into you dave with your programming um, you know, you're talking about all these other programs that other other athletes are producing and making. Where Dave, you have this mad program. You're producing CrossFit athletes. You're sending them to the games, and outside of the games, you're providing results. Cat, uh, being a, a previous person on the podcast, really talked and honed in on that. That she started your program, and she's getting all of these results. She may not have the admiration to or the dream to be in the games, but she really wanted to change the way she looked at fitness and you've done that for her and it's all due to the way you program and the way you're giving us these these ways of lifting and working out there's so many days that i'm in the gym struggling or working at something and you pull me aside and you're like you're doing great but you can do better and you can do it by changing this little portion of the way you lift or the way you do this movement so everything that you're giving us and feeding us is all things that is proven to work is what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, it, it is interesting because um, there's a saying that goes, right, um, that there's there's nothing new under the sun, right? So I just find it interesting that, um, you know, Matt Frazier's retired, five-time CrossFit Games champion, and um, he's going to release his programming, right? He's going to release his programming, but I'm just wondering, like, is there really anything new? Is there really anything secret? You know, and he's, he's calling it um, the hard work pays off program, you know, and, and I'm sure he'll, you know, I'm sure he'll make a lot of money off of it, this and that. But I'm just wondering, like, yeah. really, is there anything new under the sun? And, you know, Dave, right. you and I have talked uh, at length about, you know, you and I both have been in the, in the fitness industry for over 20 years. And, um, you know, when I came across, when I really dug into MAD, um, your MAD programming with all of the tempo work and that it was actually the first time I've actually, you know, seen some things that I haven't seen before. So I'm just wondering with Matt out there or with uh, Matt Frazier out there and um, I'm, I'm wondering, is there, is, there any, is there anything new under sun other than hard work pays off? You know, so it'll, think, be, right. it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. I think what's going to put Dave over the map is when he releases the app. We keep talking about the app and it's right. going to come. It's going to come. But I think what's really going to hey, put you over is, is, is I the I got some the good app. news about that. Oh, yeah. What's up? Um, I just got an email. I saw it um, yesterday. 
uh, I got an email from some of the, uh, the, I guess the company that's helping me work, work it all together. And uh-huh. one of the girls that kind of helped, I've submitted it to Apple and submitted it to Google Play. Um, the first little uh, hurdle that I had to, uh, to jump with Google Play has been approved. Nice. So there's an update that they've just released and then they have to, they're doing this part. They have to make some changes to the update, but they, I got the email that was like, go test it out on Google Play and uh, let me know if there's any issues. And I'm like, sweet. So, nice. and then we're waiting to hear from Apple because they changed, they just changed a bunch of stuff. So. I gotcha. So, I mean, I, I think that's awesome. And again, I think that's going to put you not necessarily ahead of the game, but I think that's definitely going to put you in a great place to uh, really let other athletes know exactly what you're building and what you're teaching and training. So I, I think that's great news. I think your app is just going to absolutely be a game changer. In my opinion, I think it's going to be a game changer. You know, um, I was going to say this about Keone when you're talking about transform 28 season. Uh, years ago, I, I, got, I was lucky for several years to work with Chad and Jody Vaughn. And Jody Vaughn's Olympic lifting coach for many years was uh, Coach John Coffey. And he's historic, you know, had, has won like, I don't know, he's won every, everything. <laughs> His lifters have won everything. But yeah. when I first met him, um, uh, Jody introduced him this way. She said, Dave, this is Coach John Coffey. He's the best coach in the world. And he's forgotten more about Olympic lifting than most people will ever even know. Oh, wow. And, um, and so when I, when you talk about Keone doing 28 seasons and I'm like, man, that's, that's, it's life changing. I don't know how many people that is Keone. Like if you saw how the average, if you thought about it, let's say you had, I don't know, whatever, let's just say 10 people average times 28. I mean, that's a lot of people that you've changed their lives. And I know it's more than 10 because I've seen some of the pictures and I know you've had, you know, probably 30 or 40. But if you average 30 people times 28, I mean, man, that's a lot of lives to change. And so that's what I would say about that. Like, Keone's probably forgotten more about, you know, transforming your body through nutrition and exercise than most people will ever learn in their whole life. Yeah, it really is life-changing. I will say that. Uh, my wife and I both have com- drastically felt better. Um, and it's been just subtle changes to our diet. It's been subtle changes to the way we work out um, that has really been life-changing. Uh, and now it's affected us to a point where when we potentially step back into old habits, our bodies almost reject it. <laughs> yeah. and, and like you know, and, and really it just comes down to uh, uh, a lot of saturated fats, uh, high uh, sugar intake. Uh, our bodies have now really been affected to a point where when we do t- intake some of that food, uh, we pay the price. And our bodies are like, no, no more. No more of that. And I think that's a good thing because when we put the clean stuff into our body, we get the really good results. Uh, whether it's on the scale, whether it's on our jean sizes or shirt sizes, or really more so our performance uh, when we come to the, uh, CrossFit 2222 and we really put in the work. Because if we put in, we put in trash, we're gonna put out trash results in the gym. But when right. we put in good, good fuel, we're gonna perform like uh, the, the the good high performance you know vehicle just to put that kind of analogy in there. So um, yeah, I, I will say that man, Keanu, you, you're 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 preaching really good, <laughs> really good stuff, man, and it's working. So boom. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be a good season uh, now that uh, twenty two twenty two has got some traction with the membership, man. I, in the summer of two thousand nineteen, I took over the gym with six members. 
six members, yeah. you know, Heather and Kevin, Lindsay and Kim, and then Chris and, Chris and Wilson. And uh, now um, it's been a year and a half, and we're up to, we're, we hit about, we're just over 70 members now. And we made it through the 2020 yeah. pandemic. So awesome. Um, yeah. So, so Growing. Yeah. Growing. So awesome. We ran one, we ran uh, two seasons. We ran season uh, 26 when Srinat, when Srinat won Transform Champion. Yeah. And uh, season 27 <laughs> with Russ and, uh, and Samantha. Now it's season 28. So, so with more members in the gym, it'll be interesting to see. A handful of people have already reached out to me. They're going to get signed up. And, and uh, it'll, be inter- it'll be interesting to see how this season rolls out. So... So now that we've kind of really covered what's coming and what we're kind of working on, uh, let's kind of roll back into Snowpocalypse, what we're kind of experiencing right now. Um, because as we wind down this podcast, let's kind of talk about what we've been doing collectively through the Snowpocalypse, how we've kind of entertained ourselves and what we've really, through the bad, what we found as the good. Uh, I want to really leave this uh, podcast on a positive note because Let's face it, we looked at the analytics and the majority of our listeners are out of Texas. We're trying to grow it and expand it, and we will. Um, but I really want to share our experiences right now, and I'll let you go first, Dave, and then we'll close it with uh, a, a couple fun questions. I know we do the rapid fire or the random <laughs> questions. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll try to do that, but uh, we're really going to let's, let's, let's kind of close this podcast on uh, what you've been doing to entertain yourself and kind of the, what's the most fun you've had out of Snowpocalypse. I got, I got a good, I couple of good questions for you guys. I haven't had a chance to dig in, but what are okay. some of the fun facts? Um, what are what are what are some uh, the snow blizzard ice? Um, I think I think um, that is in Austin or in Texas, right? So I thought I saw something where, um, or do you know what? How many inches of snow we got? Was it six inches? I think it was well over six. Okay, so I think yeah. we're definitely in. I saw a list of the snow that has hit Texas over the last hundred years or something. And I and this is this is this is going to rank in number two or three. Does anybody know any? any so I think uh, this is one of the biggest snowstorms that we've seen. And is it fifty years? I don't know. Dave, is it fifty years? Yeah. So yeah. Some um, f- I, I think the temperatures were lower than they have been in fifty years. And then I think I saw where after if you added in the wind, the wind chill the wind factor, chill. it's never been that. Okay, so yeah, this I is some of the coldest yeah. weather that Texas has seen, period, in recorded history. Ever. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, the Ice Age. This, yeah. is, the, this, this is the is Texas Ice Age. The okay. Texas Ice Age, for sure. Texas Ice Age. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, yeah. But uh, Dave, so what, what, what about you, man? Like, what have, uh, what have you been doing that you've been kind of, how have you been entertaining yourself? Uh, and how have you been entertaining your family? What, what's been the most fun to come out of our uh, snowpocalypse? So I'll tell you this. Uh, my son, Colton, turned 18 on uh, uh, Monday. Nice. So, yeah. So he definitely had a memorable 18th birthday because obviously there was no school. There wasn't even Zoom school. And we went to uh, – there's a, there's a big ditch. That was the first day of snow. So the way it works is the first day everybody has a good time and we're amazed. And, you know, all night we're watching the snowfall and – you know, it was amazing. Uh, and uh, we went, and Russell, you'll, you might think this is funny, but for the first time in my 50 years of life, I went sledding. And uh, <laughs> nice. I took my first sled ride ever. First and it was sled a blast. ride. So we had a great time. Yeah. I realized this. I don't have any waterproof shoes or <laughs> snow shoes. Um so my wife, luckily though, she has 
they, she, the, the girls always buy these shoes, I guess, because they're fashionable that are waterproof, or maybe they're just smarter than I am. <laughs> uh, and, and so they, they were prepared. Colton and I, though, you know, were tennis shoes. I found some old motorcycle boots that I had that didn't really fit anymore. They were pretty tight, but they were waterproof uh, just because they, they had that uh, leather on them. And, um, but that was a blast. That, that was a lot of, a lot of fun. And then since then, you know, I've, I've read, I've been reading, playing with, uh, Montana and I were watching. I even watched, uh, Montana's funny because she's, she's 14. So she watches some sort of adulty sitcoms, you know, she'll watch some friends, but then she'll go and watch Phineas and Ferb. And I've watched both of those with her and had a good time. Yeah. Um, like I said, we've been out in the snow when it snowed, I don't know, a month ago, we built snow, we built a snowman and that was the third snowman I'd ever built in my life. Um, <laughs> and, but this time, no snowman, we just played in it. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, we went out the, the, I, I drove up the first day I drove up to the box and had to run water. Um, and it was just me there. So I got a really great workout in, um, and I can work out in the garage. I just have to move my motorcycle out of the way. Right. Uh, and so I've been doing that, getting my workouts in and, um, you know, we're, we're just having fun. Uh, we have three dogs and so we played with them in the snow and I mean, it's really just been playing in the snow. Although my daughter did say she was ready for winter to be over. For sure. Like I'm ready for it to be over. For sure. Uh, I guess I got to jump in and say, uh, the most fun I've been having is probably just witnessing, uh, our daughter experienced the snowpocalypse. Uh, yeah. You know, she's going to be raised a Texan. So, um, you know, she's experiencing something that I know I never experienced. I, I mean, I was born in Texas and I didn't move to Colorado until I was 12. Um, but, you know, those are the years that kind of made me who I am. So I experienced a lot of snow and I experienced a lot of the letdown of like being shut down because being in Colorado, I never missed school for snow. I never missed school or work because of the snow. So that, that kind of stuff never affected me. Um, yeah. Whereas now I'm here in Texas and now it's snowing and I'm expecting the same, like, oh, it's not going to affect us. But yet here we are in snowpocalypse and we haven't gone to work. My wife hasn't gone to work. Uh, our daughter hasn't gone to daycare. Uh, so she's experiencing all the things I dreamed of when I was a kid of like, oh my gosh, snow days are real and snowball fights and all these things. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm enjoying watching my daughter experiencing that. And one of the funny thing is when we got our first blanket, the first six inches of snow, uh, you know, we took our daughter in the elements and you know, let her play in the snow. And one of the first things that she did is she just kind of saw a, a, a bed of snow and she just, boom, falls on her back in the snow and starts doing a snow yeah. angel. Now, I've never showed her how to do a snow angel. I've done them before as a kid when I was in Colorado, uh, but I know my wife has never showed her how to do that. So the fact that she's watched some kind of TV or she's seen something on YouTube or maybe a friend told her at daycare that she could do a snow angel, she immediately just did it. And I'm like, yeah. where did you learn this? So she's doing snow angels exactly. and she's standing. Awesome. Yeah, it was great. Um, and then to talk about our dog or your dogs, um, I got to talk about my dog and I got to give a big thank you to the Subionos because through all of this, uh, you know, having a dog can be good and bad in times because um, yeah. we love our animals. We love our dog. Oh, at least I do. I'm not going to speak for my wife, <laughs> but uh, I, I love our dog and so does our daughter. Uh, but through all this, we've, we had to go where we had power and water. Uh, so we were just thinking, oh my gosh, what are we going to do with our animals? Because we do have a cat. Ghazi, I hope you're okay. I'm going to go check on you after the podcast. But uh, 
you know, we, we reached out to the Subionos and said, please, can you take in our dog while we stay next door to you and we'll help with, uh, with Nani. And they were gracious enough to bring in our dog. So now our dog's kind of been, <laughs> you know, jumping in and out of houses and having a good time with all these people and kids to play with. So that's been pretty awesome. So, and again, entertaining ourselves, we've just been watching movies and, and cooking and watching television shows uh, on a projector that I brought. And uh, that's kind of how we've been entertaining ourselves. We've been listening to a lot of music. Dave, you know how we t- pretty much turn into a music podcast. And uh, you should yeah. be happy to know that uh, our daughter, Emma, is uh, completely loving uh, the band's Queen and Kiss. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, right now she's able to kind of uh, lip sync or, or sing with Bohemian Rhapsody. And she also sings uh, a couple Kiss songs. So we've also been kind of introducing Kiss and Queen to uh, her friends. <laughs> so That's awesome. It's been really a lot of fun to see that and uh, her spread that. And again, playing out in the snow has been amazing. Uh, so, uh, Keone, how about you, man? What have you been, what's the most fun? I mean, you growing up in Hawaii, <laughs> this has got to be a whole new experience. You came to Texas to sit. <laughs> yes, sir. Here you go. Yes, sir. So, yes, we grew up in, grew up in the islands. So, of course, uh, we don't, we're not going to get hit by a snow blizzard, snowstorm like this. Uh, what is cool, though, is um, there are three mountains on the, in the islands. So, Mauna Kea, 13,000 feet, Mauna Loa. Get, they both get snow on the island of Hawaii, Hawaii Island. So Mauna Kea, Mauna Loa, they both get snow. On a, the highest peak in, on Maui is Haleakala, and so that mountain gets snow as well. Um, so yeah, we, we you know we grew up uh, you know actually I grew up in Waimea on the on on the Big Island, island of Hawaii. So the, we lived in Waimea. So you would open the you know you open the curtains in the morning, and if it snowed overnight, I mean there'd be this towering mountain Mauna Kea 13,000 feet that had snow on it so but the snow never ever ever the snow never ever ever <laughs> came down to us it was always 13,000 feet up in up on the mountain so <clears throat> yeah for sure I never grew up with this and um I did spend um let's see I drove I lived in LA in college and and my brother lived in Denver for for about 15 years so my brother russell shout out to russell and stacy out of denver and we would drive rose and i would drive from la to denver for thanksgiving while we were while we were in college and we would drive um probably once a year while, while we were in college to snowboard or whatever and, and while living in southern california we'd go snowboard up at big bear i went to mammoth a few times and yeah so we, we rose and i have both spent a lot of time in the snow uh, so that was cool so to have it drop on our doorstep here drop on our balcony uh, it's been real cool, and, and of course, the kids, our kids, um, didn't grow up as much in the snow as we did. So it's it's cool for them to experience the snow, and and um, yeah, I definitely I definitely miss um, you know it's it's I miss the 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 ocean, I miss the salt water, and um, I'm just I'm just uh, watching on, on social media all the all the posts of my friends and family posting pictures of the beach. And stand up paddling in crystal clear water on uh, the island of Oahu or uh, on the island of Hawaii, and just I'm just soaking in all the sun rays through social media. But in in the meantime, for me here, as far as um, um, as far as uh, what I'm doing in this uh, during the snow apocalypse, um, uh, for me, I'm you know you know of course taking for taking care of our friends and family around here, um, just making sure everybody's good, keeping in touch with our our family in San Antonio. Um, they got some rolling blackouts in San Antonio, so just uh, keeping an eye on them. Rose is keeping an eye on them. And then uh, just keeping an eye on our members. Um, some of our members here lost 
um, he lost uh, gas early on, propane early on. So one of our members had to um, stock their house with a firewood and the only heat they got was from their fireplace. So just keeping an eye on our members and uh, just prepping um, for the March 1st uh, Transform launch, answering any questions that people had. So for me, um, for me, I, and oh, you know, just, just uh, organizing the Zoom classes. So when the snowpocalypse like this hits for me, it's more about it's more about uh, just kind of keeping an eye on on um, on the members and what's going down, and then also just preparing, using this time to prepare. Um, you know, you, we we jumped on the opportunity to record this podcast during the snowpocalypse. That's right. So um, that's right. Yeah. It's just a matter of trying to bring out content and you know make sure that we're keeping up with a lot of our community, our CrossFit athletes, and just trying to see what's going on with everybody. And I thought this was a really good opportunity to kind of highlight that. Um, obviously, Texas is going through something, and we, I really wanted to touch with you, Dave, and that's why you're zooming yeah. in. Um, and yeah. you know, I wanted to make sure that we're doing something to to not only get out content, but just kind of let everybody, you know know yeah. our experience it's a good opportunity to get to know everybody right so absolutely so it's, it's a good opportunity to get to know um what people are doing and how they're handling how they're doing and and um that we're not at the gym training we're not running classes you know when we're at the gym running classes basically you know people got about an hour they got about an hour to come in hit the wad hard we chat for a little bit but then they're back on their way so this is a good opportunity to catch up with people and and uh, get to know people a little bit better as they're going through, you know, and, you know, shared suffering. That's what this is. is yeah. Shared <laughs> yeah. suffering. Well, I mean, that's, Good that's old, what we do in the gym. Yep. Good old fashioned, <laughs> you know, one of my, one of my quotes I created long ago was that your best relationships are forged with those who choose to suffer with you. So this that's is just, one. yeah, this is a great example of just shared suffering that brings us all together. And, you know, you get a feel for who moved to Texas and why. You know what I mean? We got a lot of people that moved from um, from you know New York, New Jersey, Minnesota to try and Ohio. There's Lowe's people, from Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> Chicago. There's a lot of people that moved yeah. away from the cold to get away from this, and uh, it's real funny to see their reactions. I think the most fun too is to see how I mean, honestly, how Texans are responding to this. I mean, none of us have like winter clothes, so we're just like layered up with hoodies and jackets and you yeah. know, layers on top of layers. Um, you you mentioned Dave about uh, not having uh, waterproof shoes, and uh, I'm fortunate enough that uh, my wife, my loving wife, uh, bought me a pair of Air Jordans last year that are winterized, so they have like fleece lined oh, in there. Oh, nice! <laughs> They're waterproof. Winterized Air Jordans. Yeah, winterized Air Jordans, and that's like been my go-to shoe while through the snowpocalypse um so that's been great and then you know she also got me a beautiful denver broncos jacket or like coat uh when they won the the super bowl and super bowl 50 and that's been like the warmest jacket i have so i've been just rocking that this whole uh snowpocalypse so you know it's just fun to break out some of those things you know those things that you like only think you're gonna wear for you know especially in texas i'll wear this jacket maybe two times three times a year yeah that's normally what happens right exactly <laughs> you know you have this closet of jackets and you wear it for a month or two and then it's over and now we're just bra- and like here's another funny story uh Keanu, you didn't see this but the spanglers have seen this um uh my wife and i have uh superhero onesies these fleece superhero onesies i have a superman one she has a bat batgirl one uh and we've been trying to donate them and it's been in the pile of donate clothes for almost a year that we've been trying to get rid of ah, them. just gotta keep it man. <laughs> well that's keep the it. thing yeah. literally we needed warmer warm pjs or something to layer and i'm like 
I broke out my Superman onesie and I've been sleeping in it for PJs to stay warm. And it has been one of the best things that I have. So this morning I cooked uh, breakfast for the families in, in my Superman onesie and I'm never gonna get rid of that thing. <laughs> You gotta keep that, it. That's De awesome. Definitely keep that gonna, Superman onesie. I'm gonna keep it. So, I mean, in closing, Dave, uh, I'm gonna let you kind of close it out, man. Uh, you know, I think I, I and again, I'll let you close it out. But I'm just gonna say, uh, you know, hopefully everybody's staying safe uh, in Texas and along the whole U.S. right now. We're not only seeing massive cold or extreme cold temperatures uh, in Texas but we're seeing it pretty much around the nations right now. We just have this crazy yeah. Arctic front coming through, blowing through, and I hope everybody's staying safe uh, and warm, especially our fellow Texans. So Dave, I'll let you kind of close it yeah. out. Keani, do you have anything else before Dave closes it out? No, it was a good one. It was a good one, and um, yeah. It was, it was fun, yeah. It was a good one for, for the ages here in the, in the snowpocalypse. Absolutely. The Texas Ice Age, so, yeah. so happy to be here. Uh, yep. I can say this, it, it's been, you know, I mean, you know, there are some fun things about the snow, but uh, I'm perfectly happy to be back to Texas weather. <laughs> <laughs> and I do have, I do, uh, Russell, I do have a jacket that this is the third time I've worn it. I have to thank Mama Tillman because she always keeps me, she always keeps me warm. And she bought me this jacket years ago, and I, uh, I was like, I'm never going to wear this. I didn't tell her that, but, <laughs> but I've worn it every day during the snowpocalypse, and it's been awesome. So, I love um, it. what would I do without mom? Absolutely. And um, yeah, it's been fun, guys. And I uh, make sure you guys are leaders of this community, and so you're great about. It. I've already seen your posts uh, a little bit, and seen you checking in on people. I've sent some texts to some people that I know you know, or by themselves, you know, Alice lives by herself and, uh, and so does, um, uh, Sheila and checked in on uh, a few people. Uh, and you guys you just keep doing that. This community is so great. And I can't say it enough. Like everybody rallies to, to help each other. It is really, I mean, you just can't even explain it. <laughs> For sure. It's, it's just the best thing ever. And you guys are such a big part of that so For sure. um thanks guys i appreciate y'all awesome man so thank you dave thank you keani as we close it out yes, i'm sir. gonna try to hit the music we've been having some technical difficulties but i'm gonna try to hit it so you can close it out big dave so here we go there right. it is go ahead and close it out dave all right guys thanks everybody for checking us out on the madcast podcast